Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great Ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you and we glorify your great name. We continue to pray for peace in Israel. We pray for our new listeners in Germany and the Netherlands. We pray the blood of Jesus over atopic dermatitis. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the sure foundation, Jesus Christ. Amen. The rise of Christianity was propelled by the bloodshed of its founder, Jesus Christ. The Jews were anticipating the arrival of the Messiah, promised in the Old Testament, and when Jesus arrived, they labeled him an imposter. The Jews who did believe he was the Messiah were ostracized by the Jewish community. Israel was chosen by God to be his ambassadors and to announce the arrival of the king, but instead they killed him. Now the Romans were credited with the execution, but there would be no execution without the Jewish leaders bringing Jesus to trial. Christianity came out of Judaism, and this next series will be on the person of Jesus Christ. The historical Jesus was written after he was crucified and is found in the Gospel of Matthew, who was one of Jesus' apostles, the Gospel of Mark, written by John Mark, the Gospel of Luke, a Greek physician who used source material from eyewitnesses, and the Gospel of John, written by the Apostle John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke's Gospels are called the Synoptic Gospels. Synoptic in Greek means seeing or viewing together. Critics of Christianity point to the Synoptic Gospels as plagiarized materials from one source, known as the Q source. This hypothetical document that could have given nine eyewitness gospel writers, such as Mark and Luke, some first-hand accounts of the ministry of Jesus. But there are some problems with the Q source. First, there is no evidence of a Q source. The best explanation is that Matthew or Mark wrote their gospel first, and the other two had access to it. Second, when you read all three gospels, there are enough differences between the three accounts that the authors didn't copy each other word for word. Listen to Luke's introduction to his gospel in Luke chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us. My friends, Luke mentions that others had written accounts of Jesus in verse 1 and that they were accurate because of the eyewitness accounts, and that had to be Matthew. Next, the three writers give different details about events showing they did not copy each other word for word. Luke was writing to an educated Greek audience, so he researched the details of the events by investigating the sources for his narrative. Luke continues in verses 3 and 4 of chapter 1, It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. Folks, 
As a medical doctor, Luke took written notes on each event from the birth of Christ to his death. He confirms that he was a researcher, not an eyewitness. The name Theophilus means lover of God, and apparently he was some kind of an official since Luke refers to him as most excellent. Also, my brothers and sisters, divine intervention cannot be ruled out if Matthew, Mark, and Luke did not have access to each other's writings. All of the Gospels were written between 41 A.D. and 70 A.D., meaning those who walked and served with Jesus were still alive with fresh memories. John's Gospel has some synoptic traits, but John presents Jesus in a totally different way. John's Gospel contains the teaching of Jesus from the point of view of a Jew who knew Palestine and had first-hand knowledge of the life of Jesus as one of the members of the inner circle which consisted of Peter, James, and John. The historical Jesus, who has been denied by many and praised by just as many, was the central figure in the rise of Christianity as he brought a new way of living day to day, a new way of thinking, and a new way of sharing the God who sent him. Matthew's gospel tracks the genealogy of Jesus to start his gospel. Mark begins his gospel at the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. As I mentioned, Luke states his purpose for writing his gospel, then writes about the background of John the Baptist and Jesus. The Apostle John begins his gospel with the deity of Christ, saying in chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. My brothers and sisters, the term word in the Greek is logos and the Greeks understood the term that was centered around the universe or the ultimate reason. John's claim is that the creator of the universe had taken on human form. Jesus is God incarnate. The Word was with God in eternity past and was with God at the creation. And so, my friends, throughout the book of John, the writer emphasizes the deity of Christ. Folks, the teachings of Jesus was wonderful to hear, but it was the miracles he performed that made him God. It was the miracles, witnessed by thousands, that made him different from any other man. Matthew records 20 miracles that fall into four categories, six nature miracles, eight healing miracles, five demon possessions, and one raised from the dead. Mark writes about 24 miracles, with two of them only found in Mark's gospel. This further shows that Matthew, Mark, and Luke did not copy their material from one source, otherwise they would all have the same miracles. Luke's gospel contains 14 healings, 5 exorcisms, 4 wondrous miracles, and he raised the widow's son from the dead and Jairus' daughter back to life. John records 7 miracles in his gospel, and the resurrection of Lazarus from the dead after he had been dead four days was the ultimate triumph over death. Each writer wrote about three key words in regards to the miracles. Power, which refers to his mighty deeds. The miracles of Jesus were powerful acts that revealed his omnipotence and authority. He showed skeptics that he had power over the natural order since he created the natural order. He healed people with blindness that were blind since birth. Today we have the best doctors available and Stevie Wonder is still blind. 
When Jesus calmed the storm, his disciples were surprised that he could do such a thing. When he walked on water, that was easy for the God-man, but when Peter also walked on the water, it showed the power that he had to change the physics of the universe. The second key word that refers to miracles is signs, which refers to a miracle that figuratively represents something else, such as the kingdom of God. The miracles of Jesus were signs authenticating his ministry and revealing him to be the Messiah and the Son of God. The third key word used by the gospel writers was wonder, which indicates something extraordinary. The miracles of Jesus were wonderful, compelling, supernatural acts that caused people to marvel and to confirm his divine nature. The crowds that followed Jesus were treated to healing sessions and sometimes a free meal. When you are a poor Jew and you cannot be sure where your next meal is coming from, it was good to be in the presence of God in the flesh. What's more amazing is, even with the miracles and the witnesses to the miracles and the testimony of the witnesses to the miracles, many still did not believe. The creator of the world was humiliated by the non-believers and finally killed him for claiming that he was the son of God. My comrades for Christ, what the naysayers didn't know was he came to die, and as he was dying on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Now, if that had been you or I, we would not be asking God to forgive. We would be asking him to curse each and every one of them. But he is not like us. Thank God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus to show his divinity and to die for his creation. Now we have been put back into right relationship with you, the Father, because of the sacrifice of the Son. We pray that those who listen to this podcast will accept the free gift of Jesus' sacrifice and will share the good news with others. In the name of the radiance of God's glory, Jesus Christ, amen. And if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, email me at hello at greatministries.org and I'll help you find a church that will baptize you. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address. Again, that's hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.